Wow. This feels weird. Back we after an back. extended holiday hiatus. Woo! Our first ever. Here is music to my beers. We're back. Zach, how are you? 2020, baby. I'm good. You survived? I did. I survived. My liver survived. Uh, I feel like I'm I'm human again. I have a routine and a schedule yeah. set forth. I, it's always funny. It's a lesson I learn every every holiday break because it's so long. You're like, I, I, I'm, I'm a man that needs schedule. I'm a man that needs routine. <laughs> Did I shower today? Yeah, I can't just wake up and be like, ah, I'll have a beer today and see where the day takes me. Like, I, I need to get up and go somewhere. So it's awesome. And welcome back, everyone, from a, uh, from a long holiday. We're excited to give you another year of music to my beers. Uh, this is going to be what? Coming up the sixth year of the show. Yeah. Wow. Coming up at St. Patty's Day, so we're winding down the, f- the first half decade of Music to My Beers. That is crazy. Uh, we're doing New Year, New Beers today. You and I spent our entire, if, if you follow us on Untapped, our entire Christmas vacation checking in beers that we've never had, going places we've never been. And now, like Marco Polo returning, we're going to tell you all the tales of the things we've seen, the, the land, the Far East, and the we'll Far try West. try to draw a map of everywhere yes. we've been. <laughs> we brought back spices and uh, gold, and we're ready to do some trading. So thank you for joining us. Michiana's first, first best, 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 best and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music, music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. Miller, welcome back for a first brand new episode of 2020. Always, it's always a good, uh, good first week. You know when we're back at it, and you notice that there's certain things that are coming out pretty soon that we can look forward to. Yeah, and I think I was over. It was over Christmas break, and I was noodling through uh, Instagram and uh, and Facebook, and Hop Slam started popping up on the news feed. Yeah, canning it. Yeah. yeah, and I thought, oh man, this is this year's gone by already too fast. You know, Hop Slam's what the middle uh, end of January. We're going to see that here on shelves. So. Very exciting. Glad to have everyone back. And if you're a first-time at Music to My Beers listener, then this is a a little craft beer spotlight show we do every Sunday here on The Bear. Zach and I, the biggest craft beer enthusiasts in the building. We're not not professionals by any means. We don't have any experience with hardly brewing. And we refuse to learn. So (laughs) uh, there's that. But we do like talking about beer and uh, sharing beers and seeing what you're drinking and up to. So thanks for joining us. Uh, we spent the holidays in two different parts. We went to I went to Cleveland, and you went to Atlanta. Yeah, and, it's and, my annual pilgrimage down to Atlanta, if you will. So tell me, because your brother, we've uh, we've talked to him on the show before. Yeah. Uh, he's big in, big into the brewing game. He's going to be opening his own brewery here soon. I'm sure he was like Zach. You got to try this. Zach, you got to try this. And what did you drink while you were down there? I I drank a lot of different things from um, some of the pl- people that he knows now because. Since where we last left off, he was working at Monday Night Brewing, which is a relatively mm-hmm. um, big brewery now down there. It was a couple of homebrew guys started this brewery, and they're like, we have really good recipes. Let's open up a brewery. And they did, and then they've only grown from there. They have a second location now in Alabama. And so my brother was just a shift brewer, um, helping them with some recipes and also the big craze, which we've seen this past summer. We'll see it again this summer, I'm sure. Is the hard seltzies? So your brother knows how to brew hard seltzer. <laughs> My brother knows how to brew hard seltzer, <laughs> and any of those like the the did cocktails the, that come in a can. Did you see that Bud Light is now rolling out their own hard seltzer? Yeah, it comes out tomorrow. So we can look forward to that. I think mango, strawberry. <laughs> Hang uh, on, let me call my line. local bottle shop and see if I'm on the list. Am I on the list? <laughs> um, and I almost thought it was a joke when I saw the Bud Light seltzer. I thought they were like playing off of yeah. whatever the seltzer game no. is. Because I know you um, some. Uh, Indiana or uh, Indiana beverage mm. or uh, no, sorry. Um, 
InBev. Right, AB InBev. AB InBev. They already have properties that do these seltzer things, and I think that they're probably just trying to monopolize on... Well, and, and we talked about this. We've talked about this on, uh, on the, the weekday show, is that, man, you, the White Claw can't, has been going through shortages. Everybody who makes one of these hard seltzers winds up doing very, very well for it. So, of yeah. course, everybody, even the bigs now, are getting on the bad wagon. We've seen a natural light hard seltzer. We digress. But anyhow, yeah. back to Atlanta. So, and yeah, your back brother, to Atlanta. The, the hard seltzer craft brewer. He's a, he can brew a hard seltzer, and uh, he can also brew some other stuff. So some of those, the uh, the milkshake type brews. Yeah. So he's helping them with some recipes. He gave them recipes. He's also um, now not employed by them anymore. He was he gave them his you know two weeks or whatever, right. and he's now fully focused on his new brewery, Outrun. And with that, you know, he's. Got a lot of time to, to kill uh, with us while we were down there because it was like, if I want to take a vacation, I will take a vacation type oh, thing. Okay. So then he took us on a tour of the city and we got to uh, Halfway Crooks uh, Brewery, All right. which is the brewer that he learned off of. Um, the He's a guy from Belgium. He has a couple breweries over in Belgium. He's the nephew of Peter, who was the head brewer at New Belgium. Okay. And now this guy has his own place, and then what they specialize in is the Pilsners and the Loggers, the Crispy Boys, and they have like a whole tap of Crispy Boys there. Um, I got I got one of the leaders, and it was absolutely phenomenal. So you got a, a, brew, a craft brewers insiders tour, basically, uh, the city of Atlanta. Yeah, he showed me where his place is, and and the deal that he's making with um, another brewery that's out of Lawrenceville, Georgia, and so they're gonna eventually make the beer that is the Gwinnett Braves. Beer, much like you know, our South Bend Cubs has their beer from Round Barn and stuff. They'll be okay. Outrun will have the beer that is for the Gwinnett Braves. How far is he away? Because I, we know a lot of guys. Uh, we've had him on the show who've opened their own brewery, and I know our buddy Brandon up in Niles has got his uh, oh, yeah. own opening soon. But you watch, and because of social media, we can all become spectators for this. It happened with the Crooked You and Hoplor and everybody else. Is you see what and a phenomenal undertaking it is. Any any kind of crazy six six and a half seven beer dream I've ever had about having my own spot has oh, been yeah. vanquished permanently <laughs> by watching by watching these guys here and the the amount of hoops and hoopla and the struggles that you have to go through to get your own place open. I mean, we even saw what bare hands happened with with that location downtown. Yeah, it sounds. And I'm a lazy guy, so to me, this sounds like a nightmare. But how long before your brother thinks he's going to be up and operational? He's saying late spring. But I'm gonna say late summer. All right. Just just because you run into all those things where it's like, hey, we've got we didn't realize that the air conditioning unit is you know 20 years old and we got to fix that. Or the 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 thing that he ran into with the construction permits and stuff was something with the, the sewage and the drain off and stuff like that. So that ended up being even more. And then that's that's kind of how his um, business plan changed a little bit. And then you've got the timing of you know your federal approvals. I'm sure. Right. Yeah, and uh, and all the licenses and things you need from the ATF and geez, whatever else. He's still making beers and he's still making recipes and stuff like that. Are they going to do food? Uh, they're not going to do food at their location. Okay, but uh, the location that is kind of the the deal that they have with another um, brew pub in town is they're doing the food and then they're going to do the beer at Outrun and be kind of just like an outpost from the other place. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, so it, it and like and your brother's outrun brewery is, uh, is going to be specializing in what do you say like the the lower ABV like yeah. the more sessionable like sours and, and he things likes of that doing nature. sessionable stuff. He likes keeping the tap list about six beers mm-hmm. across the board, so you you know it's not choice fatigue or anything like that. But then constantly like rotating and having fresh beer. 
Was there anything outstanding you had while you were down there that you just think, wow, like a, a new beer from a new brewery? You thought, this is something else. Like, this I can get behind. I wish they had this up in Indiana. Um, It wasn't a beer. It was a cocktail in a can. Okay. <laughs> okay. There, there's this local place called the Kimball House down in Atlanta, and they've been canning cocktails. So like a Manhattan or um, an Old Fashioned. Imagine just being able to pop that open, pour it over ice. I've seen a Moscow Mule here locally in a can, yeah. but I really I, I sort of have blinders on because I'm not in the market for that. But that yeah. was that was one of the better things you had when you were on vacation. That, huh? Well, that was pretty good. But then also um, the uh, from Westbrook down out of South Carolina, their their eggnog milkshake beer was pretty solid. You brought me one of these, and I haven't opened it yet. I don't like eggnog, but I think the flavor in the beer is going to sell me. It, it it is, and it doesn't even taste like eggnog. I mean, there, there's hints of the cinnamon and the nutmeg and uh, the bourbon yeah. that goes in, but like uh, on the can, they put an ingredient in there that there's eggs, but I couldn't even taste. I mean, I wouldn't even know what an egg would do in a beer. I'd just cook, right? I think they have to put that on there for uh, for allergy reasons. So there oh, might be a whisper in it why. there, so you know. Yeah, but the lactose sugar, you get it, you yeah. get a really nice mouthfeel. It's like one of those IPAs that just like Bare Hands does the really good milkshake IPA with the the vanilla lactose and stuff like that that's added to it. It's tasty. So that was one of the better ones. I didn't have any really big haze bros or anything like that while I was down there. That's completely the opposite trip that I had in Cleveland, because that's I think all my wife and I drank while we were out there. Nice. Were hazy boy after hazy boy. We just talked about Zach's two-week sojourn down to Atlanta, and it sounds like you had a blast. It was a lot of fun. It was, it was good to see the family, as always, and it's kind of fun to see the Atlanta beer scene and how it's changed over even the last five years. Yeah, because since... you go down once a year and you kind of do some exploring. Now, mm-hmm. we talked about the beers you had and some of the breweries that impressed you. Was there anything physically about the craft breweries you went to that was different or new or maybe a little bit avant-garde? Because you think in a bigger city like that... That you know, whatever's whatever the next trend's going to be, we're going to see it in Atlanta and Chicago and the, you know San Diego before it makes its way down to Indiana. The uh, the coolest thing at this Halfway Crooks Brewery that they had, they have it running like it's it's like a twenty four seven thing. I mean, they're not open twenty four hours, but while they're open, they are running episodes of Twin Peaks on the TV. Weird, which I thought was very interesting. All right, so they just have they have one TV that has like sports and stuff, and then they have another TV that's like that classic look yeah. that just is playing Twin Peaks over and over throughout like the time that you're hanging out there. Okay, and well, it's like it's weird. not like it's it. blaring or anything like that. They've got music, um, they've got the subtitles on and everything. But then it was kind of a uh, a retro looking establishment in the fact that they had like old chairs that you'd find at Goodwill and yeah. then the floor was like all like that old tile and the, even the bar had this unique tile design um, that you felt like you were back in time, maybe in the, like the 19 late 1950s, 60s era. Uh, in Cleveland, it was very much the opposite. It was kind of like uh, everything. Now I don't want to say homogenized, but I think because of where I was in, in regards to downtown, mm-hmm. just a lot of the available spaces for a craft brewery or a tap room are sort of they're all the same. They're really high ceilings. You know, the enormous ductwork running through the joint. Uh, one of the more unique, I guess, one of the bigger surprises to me was that out of all the breweries uh, my wife and I went to, we were there for about a week. The biggest one in the area, the one that produces the most beer, was the most unique and the most like home wow. homey style. Uh, Great Lakes, wow, had the coziest tap room of any of the bars or breweries we went to, which was weird. I mean, the big warehouse it's it's right near the West End Market, and oh, yeah. you know, a fantastic food uh, and produce market. They're right around the corner, and you could see the giant warehouse, the big big production facility. Uh, yeah. Like there's a couple of them right there, but. 
the tap room is uh, it's relatively small, ridiculously comfortable, and has very much that old like this bar's been here since the 1920s feel to it. Wow. Yeah, they had a hazy IPA that was available only at the brew pub that I made sure I tried. Uh, that was a lot of fun, but a lot. But the rest of the breweries, almost to a T, even the tap rooms had the very same. Like this was just a big empty industrial spot, and this is where it's going to go. Southern Tier uh, was that way. That was within walking distance of the hotel. Uh, that was a fun place to be. Uh, we went to this this brewery called Masthead, another giant industrial uh, room. Their beers were fantastic, but because it's downtown and the real estate is is so expensive. You can't have a small place downtown. You're never going to be able to turn a profit right. if you're only rolling over like 50 guests every hour or two hours. So these places were all giant. And Mast had a brewery that I'd never heard of until we had started doing some research for the trip. You walk in, this place seats like 250, 275 people. Wow. It was massive. Their, their beers were great. And, you know, I made sure I, I grabbed my tin tacker on the way out for the garage wall. Nice. Um, but they had... So is that one of your favorite places, Masthead? I'm trying to rank them between favorite places and places I spent the most money at. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Uh, but Masthead was a lot of fun. Yeah, we went there one night, and they had a, they had the four different uh, hazies on tab, and they had a jalapeno that was fantastic. Ooh. Yeah, it was really zesty toward the end. Another place we went to, and this was the smaller, still downtown, a little bit further out of downtown, but it had the you know the high ceilings. But they, this is the only place that had their brewing operation in the tap room. It reminded me a lot of when we used to drink down at Four Horsemen when it was open downtown. Oh, yeah. Oh, here's the bar. Here's the brewery. It's all one big thing. Uh, Noble Beast, which is downtown. A uh-huh. uh, lot of fun. It was a small family-owned place, but um, they, they were just coming off the heels of a gigantic New Year's Eve. Oh, shit. yeah. So all the employees, you could tell, were just like, Ay, why am I here? Their beers were great, but it was another, it was just, you know, hazy after hazy. We tried three or four different there. And then we went to this bar on New Year's Eve called Beerhead. I didn't want to, you know, all because it's New Year's Eve downtown. Every place is like eighty to one hundred dollar cover charge, and mm-hmm. we went in there. We got there early. There was hardly anybody there. They they said they weren't going to heat up till about eleven or twelve, and they had a huge selection. Uh, and a couple of them are going to make appearances in my pick six a little bit later on next hour. But they had a massive selection of just other. It wasn't a brewery; it's just a tap room. Wow! So if you wanted it, they had it, and you could you could pick it up there, and it was just fun to you know it's fun to sit back if you have time and to have one of those hardcover beer menus and be able to say all right, well what are, what am I in the mood for and from where? So um, did they have tap room like beers and stuff to go like as you're hanging out there in the tap room? Could you get stuff to go, or was it just like order up whatever you want off of like the thirty different taps or whatever they had? If it was just a tap room, there was never to go. But as long okay. as they brewed the beer there, like oh, any, gotcha. any place you do crowlers and growlers, we wound up not doing that just because you yeah, know, enough beer. is enough. Uh, yeah. One of the places that I wasn't impressed with and I thought I was going to enjoy more, and I, I went to one in Milwaukee and had I remember having a great time, but it was just it was too much and it was too loud and too annoying and too obnoxious. Was the Hofbrau House? Oh yeah. Yeah, I walked in. There's like a polka band. It's super loud. There's 400 people in there, and then you know the beers. It's a dunkel. It was it was fine. It was good, but it was just it was too much sensory overload at that point in the evening. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, it's too loud. I gotta get out of here. And so, that was on New Year's Eve. Uh, that was I think it was the day after. Oh, I got you. I mean, okay. All the days started to blend together. We did some of the touristy stuff, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Checked out the Christmas cool. the Christmas Story House is super oh, fun, dude. Yeah, there's a museum across the street from it that's really cool. That was fun to check out. But the drinking in Cleveland is fantastic, and there were still a couple of ha- a handful of places we left on the on the table we didn't get a chance to go to just because of time and and everything else. But it's if you're into beer drinking, and you want a really quick Midwest trip. It's a four hour, three and a half hour ride there. You can drink and then uh, so you'll be back. Not anytime soon? Or? Mm, I, I feel like we did the city, but if, if I get okay. a chance to go back, I'm not going to turn my nose up at it. Okay. 
Yeah, because there's a, a couple of places that I, I feel like a, a weekend in Cleveland would be good to go and hit up and and check out. Yeah, it, it was it was super fun. And, so how, uh, how how many days would you recommend going if you were to do the trip again? Uh, I don't know, four maybe. Okay. All right. You know, New Year's Day we spent crashed out in the hotel or just recovering because it was you know quite a few days into our trip and then. Sort of looking for things to do toward the end of it. Why don't we go to a Cavaliers game? So you know that's awesome. Yeah, but uh, it's a it's a great Midwest town, and I've, I've been before, but I'd never like gone to go and be entertained for a week in Cleveland. So that was a lot of fun. So look at us, Atlanta, Cleveland, we're covering all all corners of the country yeah. over our Christmas vacation. We'll have to see. We'll have to talk about places that we want to go in 2022. Yeah, I've already got a handful of places I'm looking forward to. I'm going to a couple of places this year that I've I've never been before, so I'm pretty excited to do some drinking. Sweet. We'll talk some more about that. We have to get to the beat movie here in just a second. This is music to. My beers. And now, a thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with Music to My Beers, B-Movie. And as we do every Sunday, uh, well, not the last couple because we were in reruns for the holidays, but we're back. And as we do uh, all the Sundays going forward... Uh, we like to sit back for a couple of hours on Sunday and chit-chat about craft beer, one of the things we're passionate about and uh, can yeah. continue to be fans of, uh, you know, to this day. This is a segment of the show we do every week where we pair music with movies, and we've dubbed it the B-Movie. So the way that it works, too, is, is that one being the best movie that we've seen in a while and 12 being a complete movie drain pour. We thought, uh, we thought, you know, why not do a movie that it's been out in theaters now for not even a month, well, almost a month, and it's it's gotten rave reviews or mixed reviews, depending on who you're, you know, looking at. Fans, some some fans feel like it was a fan service, others feel like it was a fan disservice. Um, it's a hot button issue, especially on the interwebs. Look, we're not trying to bring up any controversial issues, but the movie this week is going to be The Rise of Skywalker. Boom! Now, you saw this. You were there opening night. I was there opening night, and I have an opening night tradition. I typically always drink uh, Death Star from um, Revolution Brewing Company. Did you do it? I did. I did. I had one of those just because I thought, you know what? It's it's opening night. I got to stick with my tradition, and I didn't realize uh, while drinking that that it's a fourteen eight. Yeah, some of the Revolution uh, Death series are getting really, really. I had some at Hop Station uh, last weekend, and they're like the lightest one of the series is eleven something. Did you have one of the Deep Woods ones? Was the, that the Rye Barrel? Oh, I'll dig those up here in a minute. I wanted to throw some uh, out later in the show and talk about okay. it. But how, okay, well, how, wait. how was yours? Death Star is good. And I had a fresh one, and it's been, probably been a while since I've had a fresh one because I would typically age them for about a year. But there's just like I liked the heat on there, and I liked the the chocolatiness of it, the vanilla, a little bit of toasted coconut that came through, and some caramel. It's delicious. I just didn't realize that it was a fourteen point eight, so you can't like have a couple of them. It's 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 a high octane barrel aged. Imperial Oatmeal Stout that they released. And actually, Josh Death was at Goose Island, I think, prior to opening up Revolution Brewing Company, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I believe you're right. Because we read that book. We read a book uh, two years ago about the bourbon stouts and selling out by Josh Knoll. That's how you know that this show is really highfalutin, because we're still boasting about a book that we read uh, two years ago. 
I, I got that book from my brother when he was finalizing all the deals and he was going to open up his, his own brewery. And sure enough, he, he read it. He thought it was great. And um, he's like, but I'll never. He'll probably never sell out. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Until that, until that big check comes a calling. Right. Uh, so as a fan, did you like it? I, I did. Yeah. I thought so. I thought the movie. I've, I've heard. I've heard people who were not impressed, but were like, "It was what it was." But then mm-hmm. I've heard people say, "This is the great way to end the saga." They crammed a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. I almost, I was laughing. Was it kind of Games of Throny last season where they just they put too much and too little? Yeah, it felt very mm-hmm. much like that. Um, I hear that they're going to release the JJ cut, which includes like all the extra stuff and the stuff that he would have put in there. I hear that Disney was, you know making some of the shots but i felt like it was a fan service and it it was a it was still a good movie it was a good star wars movie they there's no way that you could have appease everybody especially with the franchise that you know has been built up off of you know was this before any of us on the show were born exactly and uh and yeah two or three i uh i i looked at an article that had something about the empire strikes back and how that when it first came out got terrible reviews as well the difference between then and now is that you didn't know what the entire you know population thought about something. It was just right. you and your immediate friends, maybe the newspaper column and you know a TV guy. But I I love Star Wars. I think that there's um, the Star Wars will always have a place in culture, especially because of Luke. I am your father. Mm-hmm. That that one line you can say that to anybody, um, and they know immediately what you're talking about. I'm going to give it one, and I'm going to give it one Death Star because that was a tradition of mine that I would always go to the movie theater and. Maybe Get drunk. Maybe bring one in. Yeah, what? Maybe I didn't. I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen it, and I punched out on Star Wars. Uh, there was the, the Jar Jar one, then there was the one after. Oh. We see Vader become Vader. Yeah. After that, I kind of just, I got busy, I lost interest, and it was a big part of my childhood. Loved the original trilogy, and I'll probably go back and watch them. I know that coming out sometime between spring and summer, there is, a, and it was leaked through Best Buy Canada's website, there's a nine-disc Blu-ray complete <sighs> saga. Oh, 250 bucks, and I guess it's got like 18 or 26 discs. Wow. 18 or 24. I think each each movie has uh, three discs. Maybe it's 27. Maybe that's the math you were looking for. But <laughs> that would be a great time to get them, sit down, and really take a week and get into them. But yeah. I'm probably not going to see this until I've seen the other one. I want to see. I want to check out uh, Solo. I want to see Rogue One. I got to see what I've, you know, fill in all the gaps that I'm missing. I really want to check out The Mandalorian, but I really yeah. don't I really don't want to pay for Disney Plus. Oh man. My sister's got kids and she has it, so maybe I'll sneak over and find a way to, <laughs> to work steal it her in. password. Yeah, in the meantime, I look at the Baby Yoda memes and I'm like, I think I know what this is about. That's <laughs> so cool. So cute. Uh, but I'm going to give this one because every Star Wars movie that I've seen has been enjoyable. It's been great, and I'm going to give it I had a my last 2015 uh Bourbon County regular over the, oh. over the weekend, and it was drinking fantastic. I mean, mm-hmm. the body had thinned out just a little bit, so it went down a little bit faster than it should have. You were it, one of the lucky ones, though. That 15 turned out good for you. Yeah, because I didn't buy mine anywhere near here. I bought it all out in Phoenix and shipped it back, so mm-hmm. I missed out on the whole infection thing. And I've got one last. I've got a 2015 Bourbon County Rare, the one that came in the wood box. <laughs> you and I are going to break out sometime in the next month, so we're going to peel through that. I'm going to give it a one. Uh, from yeah, the- we are. We're everywhere. We are on your smartphone, we are on your smart speaker, we are on your Facebook, your Twitter, your Instagram. We're invading your world. After a couple beers, we'll be sliding up into your DMs, maybe. You can uh, reach out and join Music to My Beers anywhere you are, we are. We're on the drinking app, Untapped. You can Mm -hmm. follow us individually. I am at ManBearCluck. Zach is at Dad Beers. Uh, we'd love to see what you're drinking. Friend us, and we will absolutely toast what you're drinking. Yeah. 
the show. If you missed it or you want to relive every nitty-gritty moment of this Sunday glory, or maybe you're stuck in church way past noon, mm-hmm. uh, you can find it podcasted for you every Monday, wherever you get your free podcast. We're on all the podcast platforms. Well, I was going to say a little disclaimer, too. You might have not noticed if you've subscribed to our podcast, you might have noticed that there aren't any new podcasts of the last like three weeks, and that's because all of our rerun shows were running, so... If you want to catch any of those shows, you can go back and just search for the podcast there. Perfect. Yeah. You can also join our Facebook group. You can like Music to My Beers on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Please be our friend. Yeah. I, that is something that I want to do for 2020. We should talk about like resolutions and stuff that we're looking forward to. Oh, boy. Squad goals coming up in the 11 o'clock hour. Okay. But I want to be uh, more of a, a better part of the group, you know, and what I'm drinking, when I'm drinking it, what I, I found. I want to be a better drunk in 2020. <laughs> Resolutions for yeah. 2020. Personally, eh, you always make the resolution. I want to be a better version of myself this year than I was I last year. I want to go year. to the gym. I want to lose X amount of weight. I want to uh, eat healthier. But I think it's a, a more attainable and more fun to do a music to my beers resolution and maybe some personal beer resolutions as well. One of the things I want for this show more in 2020 is to get out to different places we haven't been before. I like that resolution. I like I like getting out to a place that you know we've heard about and we've talked about going there, but actually doing it and putting it on paper. I think along with that, we also need to work on getting a designated Music to My Beers driver. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as much fun as it would be to go out to, you know, go way out and do something at Windmill. Or go, yeah, go way down <laughs> south to 450 North. We would need somebody to drive us back. But there are a lot of new new and interesting brewery things happening right here in town. Like, we could go new, do one at the new Greenbush in the Martins on the south side. We could go do one at West Wind. Yeah. Uh, but I'd like to get the show out more more often. And I think we should also probably... I don't know. Get more into the brewing aspect this year. Yeah. And at like do an outdoor brew or do an indoor brew. Just brew. Just brew. Just brew. I've okay. laughed about the show for the last couple of years how I have this really expensive brewing kit my buddy and I bought. We've never even opened it. I think I need to get out and actually like I need to go through the process. You've brewed beer dozens of times. I need to go through and actually learn to maybe be a better beer host and know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, and what goes what goes where? And I I remember that there was this brew store that opened up. Um, actually, at South Bend Brew Works before it was a brewery, it was a home brew shop. Yeah, yeah. And it was like immediately when you walked in, it was like, can you pour a bowl of cereal? You go over here to the wine section. Can you make macaroni and cheese? You can go over here to the beer section. Because there's just a little bit more, I think, and I'm not a vinter or anything like that, but I think that there's a little bit more that goes into making a beer um, because of the experience. You have the the hour boil, you have the hop additions, you have then pitching the yeast, making sure that the beer is um, clean going in, or I mean, like the containers that you use. It's all about a cleanliness process. Yeah, and one of the funny things, and I think I think I would I would understand and maybe appreciate what happened more if I had gone through the brewing process myself. And maybe this is something I just need to do by myself and say, all right, you know, I've got what is it, the Joy of Brewing Beer book, whatever the uh, yeah yeah I got that. I should probably read it, but um, reading is a difficult thing for me. But recently, this happened during the break. There was a big uh, hubbub from 450 North down in uh, Southern Indiana. Because it was discovered that the ABVs they were advertising on their cans were not even close, not just a little bit off. And from what I understand from just the internet reading I've done, is that uh, within a certain ABV range is how you are taxed by the uh, whatever the tax bureau or whatever is. Oh, really? Yeah. So you can be a little off a little bit one way or the other, and it's not you're not going to get in any trouble for that. But if you're way off and you're you're deceiving customers, maybe that's when it it comes into play. And over the the holidays. 
450 North's ABV was discovered to be off, not just a little off, way off. Like the 8% slushies that they're saying were like two. Yeah, and it was fun because I, I got back from vacation uh, the Friday before this last one, and we went to Hop Station, um, and we were kicking back and having a few beers, and I looked up and I looked at the board, and there was a 450 North. And they do a great job of bringing 450 North up here to, to for us to enjoy. Yeah. And I think it was Fruity Nuggets was the, the brew. But it was listed on their untapped menu board at two point six percent, and this is a beer that they were that uh, that uh, four fifty North was saying this is eight percent, this is seven and a half percent. So I've I've talked with a couple of my beer buddies about it, and what I guess what they were doing was they were measuring the ABV or calculating the ABV before they added all the fruity adjunct stuff. Mm-hmm. Which, if you're making a mixed drink and you add a bunch of ice and other stuff to it, it's going to lower the alcohol uh, right. percentage. They weren't taking the ABV measurements or, or calculating it after the fact, so they're doing that now. And in response, 450 North has just decided we're not going to put the uh, ABV on any of the slushy cans at all. Seems like a, a good plan. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, we uh, we had some fr- uh, some friends we were laughing with. We're like, man, remember those times we crushed like three or four slushies? We're like, dude, I'm so wasted. I know. <laughs> yeah, that, that didn't happen. They did the non-alcohol not, trick on us. Yeah, you're not drunk. That was a placebo. So... I think if I go through the brewing process, that kind of stuff well, I'll be able to you know talk about more here on the show, but also understand more. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a very patient guy. Yeah, and you got to wait a couple of weeks. Yeah, you know, like you you have this well, brewer's I mean, high yeah. r- right after you make it, and you're like, yes, I, we did so, we did awesome, we made it, we've got it, we've got the beer that we wanted, and then you'll wait the the three weeks, maybe even four. And then you'll open it up, and you'll you'll see that fermentation is done, and you'll be like, well, now we got to. Either re rack and add something else to it, or we got to bottle this. But the bottling process then takes forever, and then once you're done with the bottling process, then you got to wait another couple of weeks. So it's it's really like about a six week process from start to finish you of know, buying like, your first kit. Uh, to me, it's akin to gardening. I don't have patience to garden. I've mm-hmm. always thought, you know, it'd be neat, man, to grow a bunch of peppers, and make my own salsa. Yeah. I don't have the patience to garden. I like I like instant gratification. So it'll be a struggle, but that's something I want to do. We want to, we want to get the show out more this year. Is there anything that you want to do as far as music to my beers or alcohol is concerned? I I would like to go to some festivals that I've never been to before. Some some newer festivals that are okay. popping up. Like there's the one that's going to be happening at Four Winds in South Bend. Um, yeah, the casino. Relatively inexpensive. It's in March, right? Yeah, it's only I believe fifteen dollars. Yeah, I'll do some research. I'll add that to news and notes. Oh, okay. And then I'll All tell right. everybody about well, it. You again. got about thirty five minutes. Yeah, to get it dialed in. Um, but I'd like to go to more festivals. Festivals that are during the summer, maybe on the beach. I know that the Waco Beach one is pretty fun mm-hmm. um, up there, and um, I I would like to try ones that. Much like the Journeyman one that we went to, that have a specific beer made for that festival. There's like a reason behind yeah. making that specific beer. Uh, my brother brought up the point that a lot of festivals you go to, they're all about the high ABV stuff. He wants to do like the first ever sessionable festival down in Georgia. That'd be for fun. All the, uh, under five. And yeah. he's like trying to come up with a name for it. So I'm like, that'd be cool. Maybe give people a bigger pour. <laughs> yeah. But uh, like that, that. Obviously, that's something we can totally get behind. And then uh, the other thing I'd like to do is I'd like to travel to buy better than I do now. Oh, yeah. Because I go to the same four bottle shops mm-hmm. almost exclusively. That's that's where I buy the bulk of the beer that I enjoy. But as we get closer to spring and summer party season, you're going to have people over and maybe you've got some time to plan. Like, there's no reason why I can't take a quick jaunt out to Three Floyds, why I can't go to Transient up in Bridgman, why I can't you know spin up the street to Kalamazoo. Just to buy some stuff or find some stuff. Like, you know, yeah. I know one well up there is one of my favorite Kalamazoo breweries, but they don't distribute. 
anywhere near down here. So if you want it, you have to go there. But there's no reason why, if I know a couple of weeks in advance, I'm going to have a big party or I'm going to a bottle share or something like, you know, drive. I'd like to also participate in some releases that I haven't done. Yeah. I know that as long as I'm talking about transient, they're uh, they're Bark Lord Day. Mm. You know, I believe it's the Sunday after Dark Lord is when it happens. But I am never I'm I'm never with it enough at that point to to participate. <laughs> but I'd, I'd like to go. There are other releases around town, and you know, some of the Bare Hands releases, and just maybe some of the uh, like the small batch releases at at the U. Just get out more because mm-hmm. the last couple of years, especially our beer buying calendar has been exactly the same. We have Hot right. Slam, then we get ready for Dark Lord Day, and then Love we've right. got. Yeah, that we've got a, the big ramp up to uh, to Bourbon County, and then and it's wash, rinse, repeat. So I'd like to broaden my my release calendar. I like that idea. I think that'd be pretty cool. We could come up with our own release calendar, maybe. It's a lot easier and more fun than having to lose ten pounds, which was my other resolution. <laughs> so we like to flex a little bit and uh, share with you maybe what we're looking forward to drinking or what we uh, we just got our hands on or something that we've tried that's an old favorite. Uh, consider this our staff picks, our pick six, and I'm going to go first. All right. And I'm going to try to include a uh, variety of beers that I had over my that are outside of my normal drinking. I'm a huge. I know it's stereotypical for uh, for a fat bearded white guy to say I'm into the hazies. I love the IPAs, bro. So I'm going to include beers that aren't my normal standby standards. Okay. Or uh, styles. The first one I had when I was down in Cleveland, and it is available here. I've seen it on the shelves. You can get it at Citywide downtown. It's the Strawberry Basil Sour Nova from Almanac from California. Ooh. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really well done, but I like beers that give you what the label or what the, the, the flavor profile promises. You do get strawberry, which a lot of times isn't a beer that translates or isn't a flavor that translates very well to beer. <coughs> Raspberry great, blueberry great. I have strawberry, uh, strawberry M forty three, that that's what it reminds me of from Old Nation. Uh, you get the bit of the strawberry, you get a little bit of the basil finish, there's a nice sour, it's well done, and it's available. Here in town, I had it there. That was nice. And when I got home, I had two beers that were also outside my normal realm of, of tasting. One of them was the Holodots from Toppling Goliath. It's a cranberry lager, and it was available in oh. bottles down at Hop Station uh, here in town on Union. And lo- craft lagers I'm on the fence about. Mm-hmm. I can never drink them as the first thing, but after a few of something else, I can get into lagers easily. Same thing with just your regular, your Budweiser. Like, I can drink 100 Buds after I've had a few of something else first. Yeah, I think the first time I had an IPL, it was weird because you're like, wait, it's it's hoppy, yet it doesn't end with, like, kind of that yeah. juiciness. Yeah, but the, the cranberry flavor is really, really nice and kind of gives it almost like a fruity, sour. Uh, it, it's less like a lager, more like kind of a, a fruit beer or a sour, which was great. And the other one was a particular surprise from the guys at Hoplor down in Leesburg. Uh, the Key Lime Dream they had on tap. Ooh. I went to Key West, what, uh, about a year ago around this time, and I had my very first piece of authentic Key Lime pie, and it was mm-hmm. incredible. And one of the things that it re- that reminded me when I was drinking this beer is of the graham cracker crust. <laughs> at the end, when you take that first that first big swallow of the key lime dream from Hoplore, you get obviously the big key lime tart, you know, sourish kind of flourish. It's got a great, little bit thicker of a mouthfeel. Is the graham cracker finish, which I wasn't expecting, was a nice surprise. And I'm like, damn it. And uh, Joe from Hoplore happened to be there when I was drinking. I said, this is incredibly well done. Their dream series is fantastic. It's been a lot of fun. They had a stone fruit one a couple of weeks ago. I tried it, but this key lime one so far, head and shoulders above the rest of the class. Man. So those, I, are, those are my three. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. Also, Budweiser, copper black <laughs> lager. Budweiser, yeah. hard seltzer, uh, which I look forward to trying tomorrow. <laughs> um, 
Uh, so one that my brother turned me on to, and um, I didn't realize that this was still a thing. Um, my my brother's super into like the retro beers and stuff like that. So you know, up here I drink uh, the, of retro beers. I drink like Miller High Life, PBR, things like that, the yeah. cheaper beers. He turned me on to uh, Narragansett. Have you ever had a Narragansett? No. It's supposedly. I mean, he showed me the clip and everything, but it's the beer that's in the movie Jaws. That the guy who's driving the boat is drinking. Now, is this a regional thing that's been that's still been done, or is it something that's just come screaming back? It's it's still being done out in Rhode Island and um, Quahog, Rhode Island. They, they don't like I. You can't find it around here, but they have it down in Georgia. He's like, oh yeah, it's it's like the Yingling for okay, Georgia I gotcha. and, I gotcha. and for Rhode Island. So he was really excited the fact that they were now distributing down in Georgia. So he picked up a twelve pack of that. We we drank and that it was pretty good. There's a funny beer up in Saginaw that my dad used to drink growing up called Carling's Black Label. Oh yeah, and it was one. It looks like the beer was they stopped making it 30 years ago, but they've always just been quietly making this thing, and it's, it's sort of available around different places in Michigan and Indiana. Dude, it always cracks me up because I'm like, only old dudes know about this beer. What? what wait. What is it again? The Black Label. The Black Label, okay. Yeah, it's a big, huge red box with a big black label. It says Black Label Carlings. And you can only get it up in northern Michigan? or can No, we get just it? around. You find okay. it at you know, not very nice liquor stores around town. I wonder what my son's going to say mine is. You know, hams, probably. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's all he ever My sees. daddy drank hams. He drinks hams. It's my dad's beer. Uh, the next one that I'm going to throw in, and if you were lucky enough to get a golden ticket or a winning ticket, one of the tickets, the bronze ticket even, you got to get the peanut butter stout yes. from Bear, Bear Hands. Hands. That thing, I had that uh, about a week ago. So good. I mean, they 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 hit it on the mark. Like it's it's kind of got a dark chocolatey flavor with it, but it's it's a real peanut butter taste too. Yeah, we ran into uh, Sean from the Temper Grill and some other friends that were there uh, for the peanut butter stout, the Christmas party they had at Bear Hands. Yeah. They had been there the night before helping to bottle and wrap up with things, and they all of them said the same thing. Before I even tasted anything, they're like, you guys, Chris hit it out of the park. Every last one of these is stellar. And I plan to have them all gone by February. The mistake I made last year was that I held on to some of them. And and Eric from Bear Hands was here a couple of weeks back, and he said, you, you can, but but don't. Yeah. You drink know. fresh. Yeah, so I'm, I'm starting to go through my beer cellar, really trim things down. I keep things to just like a couple of years because I'm learning with a lot of these beers, the longer you hang hang on to them. I mean, some of them aren't even brewed that way, but... The flavor falls off. I feel like we figured that out with the uh, Christmas party. Which one did we have that we were the, like... 2014, Bourbon County. That's why I yeah. peeled through my 2015s. I'm like, I'm not going to bother. You know, what did I do? Set on this beer for four years to ruin it? Yeah. So drink it fresh. Drink early, drink often. Maybe we could add that to our show motto, like New Year's New Beers. Yeah. Try to go for as fresh music, as possible. Music of my beers. Drink fresh. And then the uh, the other one that I had, I mentioned this earlier in the show, it is called Ada, and it's a, a kind of a hoppy pilsner. And I love hoppy pilsners um, yeah. just because you get it, – it's a, it's it's a pilsner, obviously, but it's, it's crisp, it's refreshing, but then it has that hop bite on top of it, um, which I really enjoy. Because if I'm going to have a couple, and this one came in at like four, two, you know – I'm, I'll I'll enjoy a couple and I won't be like completely uh, schnockered. Well, I could drink all day and still be a dad. Yeah. Yes. We did not take the the kids to the brew pub this time, even though you can in Georgia, you can bring kids in all the time. It was funny. I thought about you because whenever uh, we were in Cleveland, I went to a, a new place. The first thing I did was look around for kids. I'm like, well, Zach wouldn't be allowed in here, or nope. Zach would love this place because you could bring kids. Yeah. You had a million dollars. What would you do with it? What kind of beer? What if you could? If you had an unlimited budget, because one of the things that struck me after the holidays were over is. 
Dude, I can't spend any more money on beer for a no, while. I gotta, no. I gotta dial it back. And I know that was my battle cry all December. Like, I can't do this. But with your special releases toward the end of the year, I mean, it really. I'd like to take a couple of weeks, at least a month, maybe two months off of you know forking out big bucks for <laughs> bottles. But unlimited funds. What's your big whale you want to you would slay or or you that's on your your buy list? Oh, probably the uh, Toppling Goliath. Um, the one SR seventy one SR seventy one or the, the Assassin. Uh, and the morning delight, morning delight, because that's the one that you have to buy the tickets for. Try to get the tickets for, and then you get only a twelve ounce bottle, right? One twelve ounce bottle per person. Yeah, and that's and it's been uh, you know one Decora, or Iowa is way far of a drive just for some beer, and I don't know enough about the city to say yeah, there's a great nightlife. Make a weekend of it. Bring your wife. Uh, I would love to get into that, or at least know somebody who has been into that lottery, gone out there and, and experienced the day. Because I've heard when you go out to Toppling Goliath, you can buy uh, full market price, by the way, bottles of like past year's Assassins and SR71s and the Morning Delight. Oh. If you wanted to sit down and crack like a 90 or $150 bottle at a, at a brew pub. So I'd love to do that. Unlimited budget, of course. Yes. I think in the back of our minds, you and I both know the only way we're going to taste any of that is if somebody shares it with us. I know. <laughs> just even just a sip. You know, just a tiny that, sip. That whole festival seems like, or that release seems like something I would do if I was 24. I'm single. I have no kids. I have no responsibility. There's no mortgage. I have an hourly job. I can call in sick. I'm going to go make a run for it. Well, aspirations for 2020. I think that lottery starts sometime in September. we got to keep yeah. our eyes open for that. Yeah, because we missed it this past year. Yeah, and the year before but... I entered it, and then I started panicking. I'm like, well, God, what if I win? A road trip. Then I'm going to have to go. It's I got to like take a six-hour. Yeah, six-hour drive to Iowa. <laughs> But I, yeah, I, I think one of us would have to do that if if we won. I would, uh, I would totally. I mean, we could probably find a pilot and get there pretty quickly. Find a pilot. We'll <laughs> if get, we had unlimited funds, think about it. Yeah, that's true. But even if we didn't have unlimited funds, if we won that, we'd have to go check it out. Oh yeah. Uh, any any particular brewing city want to check out? I know we were talking about things we're going to do, places we're going to go. But personally, in 2020, as far as beer is concerned, I know that. I've got a couple of trips planned already for this year. I have to go out to uh, to Phoenix again. Oh, nice. Yeah. But shortly after that, my wife and I have a tentative weekend in Los Angeles planned. Oh. And I've never been. Like, Vegas is as far west as I've ever been, Vegas and Phoenix. I've never, mm-hmm. been, I've never been to California. Oh, so man. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a weekend to go check out something in L.A. Like, I'm, it's going to be a wedding, but I might be able to carve out some time and, uh, and check out a couple of other California area, area breweries. Are you going to go through San Diego? No, we're just going to fly into L.A. Oh, you're going to fly into yeah, L.A.? Do okay. the wedding and turn around. And then gotcha. uh, we had talked about, because we have another expensive year on tap, doing another like Midwest vacation for the holidays. Yeah. And we did Cleveland. It was great. But now we're looking at Pittsburgh for next year. That would be fun. I think Pittsburgh's got a lot of good stuff going yeah, on. Because it's about a, what, six-hour drive from here-ish. Yeah. Ish, and you then through the, Ohio, and yeah, it's like right there. There's another, a whole other city and a whole huge world of craft beer that I've, I know nothing about. I have, I've never been to Pittsburgh. I, I think for me, I'd, I'd stay in Ohio, like, me personally, uh, I'd like Cincinnati. to and go to Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm all. I'm so curious to see you know like Rheingeist and their operation and and how it's grown. And I know that they're doing a lot of new things. And I I really enjoy Truth or any of the the beers that they put out. I think Truth is one of the better IPAs in this area. Yeah, and you're finding it on tap uh, around town increasingly. When I mean, just random places you wouldn't expect it. You're like, oh, yeah. you got Truth? Hey, why not? It was available. Just I think about every beer, every bar we went to at Cleveland had, had Truth on tap. It's kind of like their Goose Island IPA. Exactly. It's, yeah. a, it's one of those, like, they'll have it at the airport. It's everywhere. Yeah. Um, I would also, of Midwestern towns, if I was staying you know relatively close, I'd probably go back up to mid- Milwaukee. 
I like Milwaukee a lot. Mm-hmm. There's brew pubs and breweries galore. There's a Hofbrau house there. <sighs> More Hofbrau houses. Yeah. And hey, and next Christmas, uh, you're going to be able, going back down to Atlanta. You'll be able to go check out your brother's brewery. Yeah. Like in person. In in November, we're going to go down and um, and you can record something there for music to my beers and write yes. and write the whole trip off. Let's write it off. <laughs> write it off. Just write it off. <laughs> we're going to write off all of 2020. It's going to be yes. great. Yes. Uh, we have one last chunk of music to my beers to get to here. It's just the news and notes. Some would say it's one of the most crucial points because it uh, directs our beer compass north. All right. First news and notes of 2020. And boy, did things happen over the holidays, let me tell you. Yeah, there was a lot of developments. <laughs> a lot of our, our dance cards getting pretty full already, Mr. Miller. Well, uh, you mentioned this earlier in the show. Hop Slam uh, is going to be Hop here. Hop Slam! Sometime, I would I would bet it's going to be here before we know it, like this it this Thursday, even. I know that Michigan has it a week before us. Okay. And have we got any... I saw on our Facebook page, there was somebody who reported Hop Slam, um, and I don't. I think they went right to the source, because I think you can get it at um, uh, the brewery up there in Kalamazoo. So, we should be, we should be getting it. Yep, Tuesday. Like, Tuesday? Tuesday, it's available at Bell's, and it'll be shipping down here the week after. Oh, okay. Yeah, we might, right. we might get it a little bit before them, but uh, they actually had, uh, it was earlier this week on Thursday, they had a hop slam tapping at... Uh, at Bell's, but it's available up there the, on Tuesday. Oh, so. I got you. Okay. Well, there goes my paycheck for the next <sighs> you know, couple of weeks. Right. <laughs> um, so that's coming out. Um, if you're sadder than drinking your last hop slam, you're like, well, this is it. You know, and I always find myself, I'll get a six pack and I'm like, I'm only going to get a six pack. And then I'm at the store again, I'm going to get, I'll get another six pack. Yeah. Because it just goes so quick. Yeah. We've got friends that buy big, big allotments of them. And, uh, and you're like, man, that's a lot. But you know what I never hear about them saying, oh, this hop slam's old. Everybody drinks it all. Yeah. Yeah, there was also a time when a ten percent uh, double IPA was a shocking thing to have. Not so much anymore. You know, it used to be. It was like you know. Now it's it'd be like drinking a dogfish head, one hundred and twenty minutes. You're yeah. like, oh, this is a big hitter. It's going to put me out. But now you're like, yeah, you know. I mean, I'd, I'd, I could have another. Yeah, why not? Two hop slams one night. Yep. Ooh. That that was always the thing with the Brewfest. You go over to the South Bend Brewfest, and then you go across the street to Fiddler's, and you have the hop slam on tap, and. Mm-hmm. Then your wife's mad at you. <laughs> what? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, uh, just kidding. Then you buy one of those classic January river walks. I got to yeah. sober up. Oh. Uh, so we were talking about this earlier as well. It's the South Bend Brew Hop, which is happening Sunday, March 29th. Right now, you can actually get tickets in advance, which are only 15 bucks. And you get the commemorative glass, and you get 10 tasting tickets that can be used for food or drinks. Hmm. So it seems like a pretty cool cool thing. Mark your calendars for that. Tapestry's already on the list. So is Greenbush, um, Bell's Brewery, and Haymarket Brewery. Love it. Yeah. And then, last but not least, this coming out of the West Coast is uh, Russian River releasing Pliny the Younger in bottles for the first time. Hey, that is big news. That's huge. We've never had Pliny the Younger. No, and I, you, I and, I thought, you got... and I thought we would need to go out there to uh, to California to have it, but maybe we don't. Maybe we just need to have somebody who's got, you know. We need a hookup. Yeah. We need to find that over the next, uh, I think it's released in February every year, and it's a triple IPA that usually, yeah, you'd have to be on premise to even get wow. a nibble of. Wow. I'd love to get a hook. You know what I'm going to do? Start work. Start laying the groundwork. Yeah. I'm going to start joining some Facebook groups out west. But hey, guys, I'm new here. What's going on? The younger. Y'all don't want shipping this, this stuff, FedEx? So, send me a T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So um, that's that's what we've got going on for news and notes. Well, let's, uh, let's be financially responsible so we can afford all these fun beers we want to get after. And thank you for joining us and joining us for the brand new show of 2020. It is Music to My Beers. This is Allison Chains. Cheers. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.